Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Okay, Romy, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a long season, but I thought this team would uh, be right there. I really did. I looked at the talent. Uh, and when uh, Chris Young, our general manager, went out uh, and signed a uh, starting pitching that he did, I knew that each one of those guys would give us a chance to, to win on uh, – uh, on any day they went out there. So, I uh, know I felt good about the offense. I, I said this is a team that can put up some runs and do it consistently, and uh, it's got depth to it. Boach is a legend. He said that on this show back in May. I mean, find me a dude in baseball right now more ionic than this dude. Ionic. It's not like he had anything else to prove. He could have stayed retired. He could have lived out his days as an absolute legend. Nobody could have or would have ever knocked him for it. But, of course, that's not what happened. He answered the call from Rangers GM Chris Young. And then he looked at the roster. And because he is Bruce Bochy, he figured out pretty quickly how he can make that team into a really good team. And he came back to make it a really good team. And there's your reality. So another epic stop in an epic career that, again, was allegedly over. I'm just so glad it's not. Rangers fan is so glad it's not. Rangers player is so glad that it's not. And from the moment he signed on, this became a fascinating team to watch. So once again, none of this surprises me. Not the success, none of it. Not who they just beat, not where they are. No, no. But there is a surprise. There's something shocking about the whole thing. The shock of this is, and I don't get it, and I can't believe it, And I'm still not convinced that it's not just this gigantic troll or a joke that I'm not getting. Like, the joke must be on me. I'm not on the inside. I just, I don't get the joke. Or they're trolling me. I'm missing something here. I'm missing a part of this. And you know what part that is, don't you? Of course. The creed part. The shocker in all of this is creed. Right. Creed. That Creed. The rock band. The painful rock band. The band that makes your ears bleed. The painful rock band that just so happens to be the magical, motivating force behind the hottest team in baseball right now. Per usual. Make that crap make sense. Make their crap make sense. Hey, listen, no offense to Creed. But who's motivated by Creed? Who is motivated by this music to do anything other than laugh or puke all over yourself like my kids watching Space Jam 2 when you hear that? Who would find this crap motivational? The Rangers. That's who. And maybe the most mind-blowing part of all, this isn't some new thing that they just found. This isn't some postseason fad. This isn't like, you know, growing your beards out for the postseason. The Rangers have been bumping this painful music and drivel for months now. And yet somehow, they haven't all ripped each other's ears off their heads. In fact, they like it. Apparently, they like it, and it's working, at least according to starter Andrew Heaney. He revealed recently that the team used the music of Creed 
to keep things light during a roller coaster of a second half of a season. To me, I just thought it was Boach. I thought it was just Boach running that clubhouse. Apparently, it's Stapp running the clubhouse. You see, to me, that music, when things get tough, maybe you find some music that takes you back to a better time, a more nostalgic time, makes you feel good about things if you're miserable. To me, that music would make a miserable stretch 100 times more miserable. But again, not for the Rangers. Apparently, Creed's music made everything better, not worse. Instead of ruining lives like I would expect, apparently their music is the greatest slump buster ever. Heaney also asked for some Creed to be played at the ballpark during this series against Baltimore, and he said it would fire up the team if the fans sang along. Man, you think the wave is cringe? It's like the musical version of the wave. Sure enough, last night, they had a Creed sing-along during the game at Globe Life Field. Like one of the worst ideas ever and cringiest moments ever, but it worked. And people were actually into it. People actually loved it. And then the Rangers paid it all off and finished off the sweep. And then now all anybody is talking about on the X today is Creed, of all things. I mean, on the one hand, I'm not here to hate, even though I I hate their music. I'm not here to hate. I mean, good for them. Good for them. They haven't been anything other than a punchline for like 20 years. So even they have to be stunned that this is happening and going their way. You bet your ass they're going to lean into this. They actually X'd this week. And I quote, at Creed, let's go Rangers. Let's go. Let's go Rangers. Let's go. Yeah, pretty smart of these guys, right? When your ear bleed music suddenly matters for the first time since, I don't know, ever. You got to make the most of that, man. You got to ride with that. One problem. One problem, though, here's the thing that everybody seems to be forgetting. The Rangers especially, or they never knew. It's impossible for me to believe that anybody could ever forget this. Because if you've heard this, you can't unhear this. Because some of their worst work ever did in fact involve an MLB team, except it was not the Rangers. Let's play ball, it's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Oh, hell yeah, Alvy. Turn that crap up. Y- you see the inherent problem here? These front-running dudes, these front-running Van Goghs, I mean, don't, don't you hear that want to slice your own ear off? They outed themselves years ago as Marlin fans, and enormous Marlin fans. You'd have to be the biggest Marlins fan, Marlins fan ever to debase yourself like this for them. I mean, if that doesn't make you want to find the highest ledge you can anywhere or bridge and jump, nothing will. Y'all remember that classic, right? You know why you remember that? You pretty much hear a piece of that classic 
almost every single day because we play a piece of this classic almost every single day on this show. Ever since this crap dropped, like a decade ago. So save your ATPs on this one. The double, double. That drop, it comes from that song. It's actually from the single worst lyric from one of the worst songs ever written. All together now. Let's play ball, it's game day. Crack! Drugs, bass hits, double plays. I mean, come on. I'll give him this. What's better than that perfectly timed crack? Sounds exactly like the ball hitting the bat. You see, the problem is when you make the ultimate ass masterpiece, people don't forget it. At least I don't forget it. I can't forget. I can't unhear. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Creed apparently, conveniently, has forgotten all about it. Because now all of a sudden, Creed are huge bandwagging Ranger fans. Only thing missing from that is, come on, Rangers, make us proud. Hey, Creed, let me ask you something. Where the hell were you when your Marlins were getting their asses kicked in the wildcard round? Hey, Creed. Where's your special song for the Rangers? I know you're out with a crayon and a napkin right now knocking out lyrics. Scribbling them onto some napkin. If you're big Ranger fans, where is your ode to Bruce Bochy, Scott Stapp? The only thing competing with Creed Talk on MLB Twitter right now is the mystery of what Boach was referring to in his post-game speech in the clubhouse. Now check this part of it out. Damn, they love that one. Man, they love that one. That kills. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef? Damn, Boach. Whatever that means must have been the funniest thing in the history of Major League Baseball. That brought down the entire state. Hedgy, what's the number on your ass right now? Hedgy, what's the number on your ass right we now? We need Hedgy! Oh, that dude just said the greatest thing ever. Whatever that means. That's the big mystery, right? I can figure this much of it out. 
Hedgy is the San Juan Cap native and backup catcher on the team. If you listen closely, he yelled in response, need eight more. Which, of course, is the number of wins left to win that worthless piece of metal metal. that the commissioner gives out if you win the World Series. I've got no idea what the ass part of it has to do with that. I understand the number. I don't know what Hedgie's ass has to do with that. Like, if Boach said Creed's music is ass, then yes, I'd get it. Or if Boach said the band selling out and running their favorite team under the bus in order to ride shotgun on this bus is the ultimate ass move, I'd get that too. But in terms of Hedgie's ass, I don't know what they're talking about, and I don't want to know. Hey, look, if it ain't broke, I guess you don't fix it. Even if Creed broke the music industry decades ago, even if they are living a lie, even if they are the biggest hypocrites ever, because they're not Ranger fans like they claim, they're Marlin fans, and they proved it with this bullcrap back in the day. How do the Rangers and Ranger fans not know this? And if I'm a Ranger player, I know you feel good about the run you're on right now, but don't you feel a little dumb that you didn't know this? These guys are, it's documented. They're on record as being Marlin Hawks, and yet you've been hyping them and bumping them all year long? That doesn't feel foolish to you. But then again, then again, this is not the first time that Staff has infiltrated a ball club. We've seen it before. Creed bombing. Remember that phenomenon? That was a huge deal for the Carolina Panthers back when they made their 2015 Super Bowl losing run. No less a legend than Greg Olson walked by an unsuspecting Josh Norman screaming in his ear. Wide open, under the sunlight. Welcome to this place. I'll show you everything. He did it. Olsen did that to Norman. So don't be surprised when Corey Seager is walking to the plate with a runner on third in a tie game. You can be damn sure Josh Jung is going to act like he's going to whisper something. Whisper a pitcher's tell in Corey's ear. He's going to say, hey, listen, Corey. Shh. Above all the others will fly. This brings tears to my eyes. Seeker's going to be like, the hell are you talking about, JJ? Then Josh will scream, my sacrifice! Hey, let me ask you, clone, something. Are you ready for a good show? I tell anybody who will listen, this show is a place where blind men see. This show is a place with golden streets. My question to all of you is, can you take me higher? Sell out hypocrites. Of course they're leaning into it. 
probably on their knees praying, man. I hope the Rangers don't find out that we're already Marlin Hawks. Weird, man. It all made sense until that. 1-800-63. Didn't we already live this nightmare once? And now it's back? Yeah, everything comes around, right? Except Creed. I didn't think they'd come around. Further evidence of how weird MLBers are, man. Their superstitions, their regiments, the things they do, the things they believe in. Weird, man. And weird's usually good, but not in this case. All right, some other things. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. We are joined right now via Zoom by head coach Brent Key. Brent, it is great to have you on. How are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, man? Great to be on. It's great to have you on. So take me back. In fact, let me ask you this. Like, you've coached at the highest levels. You've got your daddy from Alabama back in 2017. Have you ever been a part of anything quite like what went down Saturday in Coral Gables? No, just the, the, the circumstances of everything. And, you know, just, you know, just just having kids on our team play that hard at the end of the game when, you know, as <clears throat> the narrative's out there that, you know, the game's over, should have been over, it's, it's done. But, you know, they didn't have to go out there and, and make the decision to play that hard and play that way and, you know, you know, get the get the fumble recovery and then go 75 yards in, what, 20 seconds. Hey, Brent, I'm so glad you started off with that because I was going to ask you about that. Can you kind of take me through that part of it? Like, the whole world thinks the game is over. The whole world thinks they're going to knee it out, turn and hand the ball to the ref, walk off the field, but that's not what happened. I'm curious, I mean, how do you coach that? How do you drill that? Do you guys drill that? And how did you prepare for that? Because when they did knee it out, your guys were ready and pounced. Yeah, you know, it's it's something we do uh, – we don't just talk about it. We, we practice it. We drill it. Uh, even up until the the, the walkthrough, the day of the game, right. you know, we, we were going over our last calls, last plays, you know, got to have it, you know, defensive, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, got to get a stop, got to get a fumble, uh, you know, our turnover there. Uh, then offensively, you know, the hardest of the hard situations. And, you know, I, and I'm not so sure we ever practiced uh, 75 yards in 20 seconds with no timeout. So 
That is the truth. I'm going to get there in a minute. I, I'm curious. So you drill it for a reason. Like, it could happen. It's unlikely, but it could happen. But when it actually did start to happen, what ran through your mind when you saw them run that play? Yeah, well, I said, uh, <laughs> I, I told somebody, I think, uh, still a line from uh, the movie Old School, Will Ferrell. I think I blacked out uh, on those last couple of plays. So it was uh, – you know, just to see the ball in the air on the last play. First off, the the the, the big throw he threw from you know right hash to the left sideline to Malik Rutherford, and Malik goes up over the defender, makes the play. You know, fault momentum carries him forward. You know, we get up to the ball, we spike it. You know, to, to stop the clock, second down now. You know, 10, 10 seconds or whatnot. You know, we're really playing for that that last play to you know get in field goal range to work to tie the game up. And you know, we we get flushed out of the pocket. Haynes gets flushed out of the pocket, and we go into scramble mode and. By then now, all right. So there's no, <clears throat> there's no two plays left. It's, uh, you know, there's no getting out of bounds. It's it's, boom or bust. So uh, when I saw Christian then kind of get behind the defenders, he executed the scramble scramble rules like you know perfectly. And the deepest stays the deepest. And you know Haynes was able to deliver the ball to him. Brent came, I guess. Brent, for those who don't understand or those who don't know exactly what we're talking about, we're talking about your offense getting the ball back with 26 <laughs> seconds left. You're on your own 26. You have no timeouts left, and you work your way down the field. Let me ask you this. I mean, there's been so much made of the fact that Miami did not knee out and finish that game. Do you think that's getting too much attention and you guys are not getting enough attention for the way they went down the field with no timeouts and they ripped that win? Hey, dang right I do. You know, our, our our team is the one that chose to go out and play at 100% on those last plays. Right? They they could have very easily chosen to do what most people in the world would have done, and you know, thrown in the thrown in the thrown in the towel and and not played. But that was something we challenged them all uh, all week. You know, it's it's been a little bit of an Achilles' heel for us. You know, in the first part of the season was putting a full game together, and we challenged them to play a full game and play for 60 minutes and and, and to play to a standard that was independent of any clock or scoreboard and. You know, they went out and did it, and they made that decision to do that on those last plays, and, and it worked out for them. That's, that's incredible, Brent. Like, that was an Achilles heel. That's been the one rap against us, that we have now played a complete game, and then that happens. I mean, I think that's amazing. So what's a win like that on the road, in a hostile environment, at night, over a ranked team? What's that do for your squad and for the uh, program overall? Well, it it it. it really gets them to believe even more in what we're what we're coaching and what we're telling them. the mindset that we're, we're giving these guys is the right thing it's the right way to uh to, to approach every game regardless of your opponent regardless of uh you know circumstances within the game uh now we have a bye week this week so it's good momentum in the bye week going in you know for these guys to we had a good practice today full pads full contact uh you know really working to build this thing the right way and then we'll head out on the road and recruit and gives us you know good good things to talk about but you know I had I had a I had a, I think a uh, Hawaiian pizza last night for dinner, but I'm still hungry today. So you know what you did yesterday has no bearing on what you're going to do today. So glad you brought that up. I was going to say I know for a fact you like to use food as an analogy to make your point with your guys, and you just kind of touched on that. But like, what do you say to your guys, and how do you use food to get your point across? <clears throat> I don't know one football player, myself included, or football coach. It doesn't like food. So when when you can when you can really put those things together and have them think of it in those terms and you know what they had to eat, you know, to, you know, they're still hungry today. Well, you know, the, the hunger you have to have in football day in and day out, you know, every time you have a chance to compete, you know, it's gotta be the same. You can't be dependent upon yesterday for for what you have to do today. 
Hey, Brent, people are funny about pizza. Like, I see you working. I get it. In fact, back when I was in college, that was my go-to. Like, Canadian bacon and pineapple. For some reason, pineapple on pizza is a reason for some folks to go. Like, they don't get it. Can you explain that? I get it. I I do it. Not as much as I used to, but I know exactly where you were going with that. But not everybody understands that. Why is that okay? Pineapple on pizza. Well, I don't think everybody understands. Yeah, I don't think everybody understands me either. I, I don't really care what other people think about me or what I eat on my pizza. So, but also like you know, it's Canadian. It's, it's Canadian bacon. It's the pineapple, but also it's the jalapenos that I put on there. So you get the sweet and the spicy, and uh, you know, actually the the, the key you know, game changer now. You put a little Old Bay on top of that. Now it, it's it's a game changer. All right, so good point. Also, like, the hell do you care what I put on my pizza anyway? That that's that's to me the biggest takeaway of all. Like, what do you care? What do you care? But people do. You know, you talked about the bye week. Before I let you go, the bye week is really critical, right? I'm sure you're watching closely to see how your guys are responding and working and acting after a win like that. What's this week been like for them? Yeah, it, it's. We told them on uh, on Monday that when we went out to practice Tuesday, which was yesterday that it, 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 it was the most important practice of the year. Uh, then today, it was, today was the most important practice of the year. You know, and tomorrow the same, you know, once, once Thursday's practice is over, we'll give them, give them the opportunity to relax and mentally, mentally recharge, physically recharge. All right. But until that time comes, it's, it's about work. It's about staying hungry. It's about, you know, you know, you know, keeping the competitive discipline that we have right now as a team. And, you know, look, everybody's going to, you know, kiss, kiss the crack of their butts up and down the street. You know, I, I told them after practice, I said, you know, people are kissing, you know, kissing the crack of your butts up and down Peachtree all, all, all day long right now. But where were those people two weeks ago? And, and what were they saying then? So are you going to let a compliment? Are you going to let something that someone says to you, whether good or bad, change who you are as a young man? No, you're not. You don't change who you are. Don't change the way you go about driving your car, you know, doing your schoolwork, waking up in the morning, going to sleep at night. So, you know, we, we can't allow the, the those external distractions to get in our head and, and affect us one way or the other preach i love it i love what i'm hearing all right so maybe they get a little bit of time off i know you got to walk that line between <clears throat> you want guys to get some rest and recovery but you don't want them to lose conditioning in the meantime i know you the coaching staff's working it i would imagine you've begun your work on boston college as you start to break tape on bc is there anything that jumps off the film about them yeah i mean look they're They've been they've been a well coached team for for years now under under Jeff and and you know they've had you know some ups and downs in their season as well uh, you know there's you know, the, the old saying if it's about us it's about what we do it really is it's about how we prepare this week it's about how we you know rest and recover over the weekend uh, you know the quarterback you know he, he's he's done a heck of a job for them as far as being able to move move them offensively and you know, they've caught a spark with with him uh, you know the way he can run the ball as well and use his feet to not just get out of trouble but design quarterback runs so you know there, there's someone we have to uh, make sure we're well prepared for but also well rested for and, and, and come back with the right frame of mind on Sunday I like what I'm hearing the L Jackets 3-3 and overall 2-1 and in ACC play they're on their bye week they're coming off that huge win over Miami Boston College is coming up next their head coach Brent Key making some time for us Brent really good to have you on the show really appreciate that conversation especially have a great week good luck this weekend next weekend Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Go Jackets. And been been a long time fan, man. So I'm uh, really uh, excited to come on today. Means the world to me, Brent.
U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Just VD in the fee. Your venereal disease in Menifee. That's who you are now, bro. Sorry it had to go that way. You're still invited to the smack off venereal disease in Menifee. You're just invited under your new name. Or how about I just call you gonorrhea? Would that be easier? Yo, let's go to uh, syphilis. What's up, syphilis? Hey, let's go to the herp. What up, herp? Herp in the fee. Anyway, anybody. Hey, let's go to the clap in the fee. Let's go to the crabs in the fee. Anyway, bro. Everybody could have a bad day. Even the people you love most, yeah, even if you are the clapper, uh, dude, that might be your new gloss, the clapper. I don't know. Why do you call that guy the clapper? He's got the clap. And you know what the thing about the clap is, syphilis? You can't clap that bleep on and off. You just got it. Try clapping the clap off. How'd that go for you? The clapper. Anyway, STDs are not a topic on the show, even if that is your gloss going forward. My point is, we have history, we have good history, and if this goes well right now, there's a good chance you could go back to being V in the fee as opposed to gonorrhea in Menifee, syphilis in Menifee, the clap in Menifee, the herp, in the fee, we could just go back to the way we were. Let's find out. We go to, as it stands right now, the clapper. The clapper. Yo, clap, what's up? Appreciate that intro, Romy. Appreciate it, man. Kind of sound like my father-in-law's speech at my wedding about me. But, dude, I just wanted to apologize yesterday for my act. I have no right to tell you how to run your show. So that's on me, Romeo. You've always had my back. I'm not trying to be funny, bro. That's really on me. I'm trying to save face like Jay Leno, in a, Jay Leno in a fire right now. So that's my bad, bro. And oh, by the way, Kenford isn't my dad. Yes, he's a family friend, great guy, but straight up, he's an idiot. He's a Packer fan who wanted Rodgers gone five years ago to give Jordan Love his shot. And well, you got what you wanted. So welcome to the suck, Ken Dork. You and, so I'll see you and Jordan bum on the 29th. But Rome. Your Vikings take yesterday was spot on. It's ugly, man. It's bad. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Before, but you know what really pisses me off is when people who open their mouth that shouldn't be opening their mouth. For instance, I'm talking to you, Jeff Saturday, you fat failure. I just hate fat people named Jeff because there's no way Jeff Saturday should be telling anyone how to run an NFL organization. Hey, Jeff, if we need to tank for kids and lose games, then you call and hit us up. If we need to blow a 33 to nothing lead, then we'll ask for your help, fatter dork. 
buffet boy, fat ass. And why is he on TV as a, quote, NFL expert telling the NFL people how to do their job? What's next? Is Jeff and Richmond going to be a personal trainer and tell us that we all need to lose weight? Or even better, when Dr. Ruth croaks, maybe Caleb and Green Bay could be the new sex line hotline blinger and tell us how we can improve our sex lives. I mean, kiss my ass, Jeff Saturday. Even Ian Poulter thinks you talk at your ass too much. Hey, Rome, again, my bad for yesterday. But if I'm BD, these phone calls are still too easy. Be in the fee. Out. Broham, welcome home. The prodigal son is back. Let me welcome you home, V in the fee. And he was able to get back in my good graces without, quote, kissing the crack of my ass. Because if that's all he had done, I would not welcome him back, but he came with a lot of fire today. V in the fee is back. You see, it's possible. It's possible that you can lose it and get it back. Good job, dude. Well done. Just kiss the crack of their butts up and down the street. Kiss the crack of their butts up and down the street. That's not what he did. He just owned yesterday and then went in and did what he normally does and dialed it up. He owned yesterday and then he owned Saturday. And that's why he's back to being V in the fee. And he said that other guy's not his dad. It's a family friend and he's an idiot. And a dork, Ken Dork. I'm talking about Danny Stutzman. Danny, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Dude, great to have you on the show, and I want you to keep it real with me. I'm just going to be straight up, bro. Are you still drunk from Saturday night after that epic come-from-behind win over Texas in the Red River rivalry game? Be real. Nah, man. Hey, we're all good now, man. You know, just excited to get back to work, man. You know, a great win like that. But, you know, you can't be too fixated on it, man. You know how college football is. Got to go one and know every single week. You know, we're excited to get back to work, obviously celebrate the win. But, you know, we're ready to go. All right. I get that. Respect. I thought I would take a shot. So you have slept, right? You have slept since then. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So Sunday was a recovery day. That's for, that's for sure, man. You know, got, got the film, put the bet away, put the game away. And, you know, back to work. I got you. I got it. I respect it. Listen, you know, I spoke to former Sooner great Jerome McCoy on this show last week, and he did a great job of explaining exactly what that rivalry is like, like how much it means to both sides and what it's like to actually play in these games. Can you take a shot at that for me? For those who do not know, how would you describe the rivalry itself? And then as a player, what's it like to be in the middle of that thing? For instance, is it an insane week and an insane game, or is it something that's always there year-round? Yeah, man, the Red River rivalry, man, it's just it's historical, man. You know, it's been played for so long, and it's it's kind of just it's 11 a.m. kickoff every year, but it's one of those games that's easy to wake up for, man. You know, I think the whole week preparing for it, you know, we have a lot of guys come speak to us. You know, specifically we have the boss on the sideline. You know, especially being a linebacker and getting coached up by Brian Bosworth is kind of incredible. But you know, just kind of how it's played out the past few years. Obviously, last year, you know, it was kind of humiliating as a player, you know, being a competitor and something like that happens, you know, it's tough. But, you know, the guys kind of responded well. You know, a lot of people, uh, when you put that Oklahoma Sooner jersey on, man, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it, man. You know, a lot of people that, that represent the state of Oklahoma kind of expect this game to be a big one, man. So, you know, you kind of have to represent well, you know, prepare for it, and you can't really get distracted. 
Well said, dude. I appreciate that. Danny Stutzman joining us. Man, I'm so glad you brought up Boz. I'm glad that as a young guy, you understand Boz. You know Boz. Boz, man, he is a legend. Brian Bosworth is an all-timer. What was it like for you to hang out with him? What's it like when he comes around? Man, you don't want to be a little, you don't want to be too much of a fanboy, but you know, the boss, man, he's had such a great career. Obviously, you know, being a linebacker at the University of Oklahoma, you look up to him, man, you know, so much wisdom, so much experience that he has, you know, every single word that he says, you want to write it down, you want to be a sponge for that knowledge, man, you know, I had glasses that I, that I wear that um, are signed by him, you know, it's pretty cool to put that on, kind of try and live up to that legacy, obviously such a big name, you know, you kind of want to compete to it, but you know, he, he spoke, he speaks to the team, you know, what he stands for, and it just really shows you the culture at Oklahoma. I think he's cool as hell. I think Boz will always be cool. You know, it's really interesting to me. You mentioned the game last year and what an embarrassment that was and how hard that was to deal with. It was really curious to me, Danny, about how your head coach, Brent Venables, handled that. Like, he didn't say, burn the tape. It didn't happen. We're never going to talk about this ever again. In fact, when workouts started in January, he had the team do 49 medicine ball sit-ups, and then he would stick with that routine every single Tuesday. What did you and your teammates make of him leaning into that instead of pretending like it didn't happen? Absolutely, man. With such a historical game like that, you just can't forget about it. You know, being a guy with a lot of transfer coming to the team, you can't you can't let a game like that, you know, just, uh, kind of be forgotten in the past because you don't want history to repeat itself. You know, Coach Venables and uh, Coach Schmitty did a tremendous job, you know, all throughout summer workouts and, and through January doing those 49 med ball throws. You know, the first time it kind of kind of got us by surprise, but, you know, we quickly learned, you know, that's what we earned, man. And there's only one way to fix that is through offseason work and preparation. You know, we had a lot of guys, you know, end their their kind of their uh, winter break early, you know, get back to work. And that's just what it takes to, you know, to prepare for a game like that. So let me ask you this, like everybody takes the field for a different reason, right? Like you want to play for yourself. You want to play for the guy next to you. You want to play for your family. You want to play for your school. You want to play for the community. But given how much heat he took, your coach, for the loss last season, how much did you want to win that game for him specifically on top of all those other things? Absolutely, man. Coach Venables does, you know, put so much in the program. You know, that's a guy that's every single day. He's the same person, man. Always brings that intensity. You know, as a head coach, you know, last year to go six and seven, you know, with so much of his uh, past, you know, having such good records, you know, being such a tremendous D.C. at Clemson at Oklahoma before, you know, he really wanted to prove that, you know, Coach Venables is the guy for the job, man. You know, he got a lot of heat for that. And as a player who respects him, you know, loves him and, you know, kind of follows everything he says you want to show out for him. And I think the team did a really good job, you know, being all into the standard and the culture that he brings at Oklahoma. You know, we really wanted to win that one for him, for sure. Yeah, Danny, especially with the defense, you guys deed the hell up. You forced three turnovers. You had a pair of INTs. You had that brass, brass goal line stand in the fourth quarter. The Longhorns had four shots from the two-yard line. They could not punch it in. What was being said in the huddle down near the goal line, and what was the collective mindset in that moment? Yeah, you know, you kind of just got to strap up the helmets and get ready to go. You know, they obviously got – got down on the goal line, but that doesn't mean they scored yet. You know, I think at that point, in that moment, we all knew we had the heart. We had exactly what it takes. You know, we were prepared. You know, we put a package just for that situation. You know, the, the coaches did a tremendous job game planning and knowing if something like that, that did happen, we were going to be ready. And we were, man. We had guys, you know, uh, sophomore linebacker Kip Lewis, you know, coming in the game. You know, he's about 210, but, you know, he brings it, man. You know, going up there, uh, he was on three tackles right away to Sam McCullough. You know, they, they bring in their jumbo package with um, – you know, defensive line, uh, D lineman, 365 pounds. Saul McCullough coming in there, 
blowing him up right away, you know, bringing the fight to him, man. I think that just shows what our defense and what our team represents. That's a dog, right? That's a dog at 210, putting his nose up in there. What about the offense? Dylan Gabriel sealed the win with that 75-yard drive down the field in the final minute. This guy's busted up. He's bleeding. He passed for 285 yards. He ran for another 113. How much does the team feed off his toughness? Because that dude, dude, call him a dog, call him a dude, whatever you want to call him, he has that it, right? Oh, 100%. I think Dylan Gabriel represents what it's like to be a a quarterback at the University of Oklahoma, man. He has the it factor. You know, he's a tremendous leader every single day, man. You know, great guy in the locker room, on the field, you know, outside of it, man. But he really represents Oklahoma well, man. So much hard work that he does. You know, we go to a team movie, you know, before every game. And, you know, that guy, I've never seen him watch the movie. Always studying film, you know, always trying to be the most prepared guy. I think, you know, when he goes on the field uh, on Saturdays, man, he just proves all that hard work that he puts in and it really shows it really pays out for him well. Hey, Danny, before you go, and this is great. Thanks so much for doing it. The only thing that can make a win like that better is to go out and celebrate that win the way you and your teammate Jaron Kanick did by sporting matching horns down tattoos. Of course, social media lost its collective mind over that. And then even better was you getting over on them again by clowning everybody and admitting that the ink was actually fake. The whole thing to me was hilarious. Unless you're a Longhorn fan, then probably not. But great prank. How did that all come together? Yeah, matching, I think, is a... A term I wouldn't use because some of the other yes, guys, you know, right, kind of right. in on I it. Meant, I mean, excuse me, I meant to say, okay, yeah, go ahead. No, but um, you know, the tattoo actually is um, I don't, know, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, you know, it, you know, it might be, it might be temporary, it might be real, you know, it, it could be on me forever. It might not, it might wash off in the shower, but you know, I'm kind of keeping up for grabs. You know, let the the media handle the narrative. You know, either way, you know, I'm kind of keeping it a mystery at this point, but. You know, kind of something you want to remember forever. You know, obviously you worked hard for that win, and it was a great moment. Come on, bro. That thing's not real, real. Is it for real? I mean, hey, if you think it is, it might be. You know, if you think it's fake, that's what you can believe. I'll just keep checking back with you. I'll keep checking back with you. I thought I thought they were fake, but you're right. It's still there. It's still there. We'll find out. That's great. So what do you do? Like you mentioned it already. We had to get back to business. Have you started to think about UCF yet? That's a team averaging 38 points and 565 yards per game. Have you thought about them yet? And what do you think? 100%, man. We were on the film, you know, Sunday, you know, afternoon, got right to it. You know, a team that, you know, I've, I've been a part of teams that have had success. You know, it's very easy to, you know, start winning games and start getting a complacent, man. But, you know, as a leader on this team, you have to realize that, you know, we have to keep doing the standard. You know, the standard doesn't change no matter the opponent. You know, we got prepared the same way we did for Arkansas State, for for a team like Texas, for a team like UCF. You know, UCF has a very dynamic offense, you know, very good at running the ball, you know, very good passing scheme. But, you know, Coach Venable's already dialed up a good game plan. You know, we're getting in on, have a full padded practice today. So we're going to be uh, banging pads and getting ready to go, man, doing what it takes to, you know, be successful on Saturdays. I love it. That's a huge, huge win coming off last week. Sooner is 6-0. They're 3-0 in Big 12 play. UCF is next up. Danny Stutzman, one of the team leaders and captains, joining us on the program. Danny, really appreciate you, man. Great job. Way to step up. Great to have you on the show. Congrats on that big win. And I know you still have work to do, so great to talk to you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. Rack them up. Let's do it. All right, so I just saw this X, this tweet, and somehow I missed it, but I want to read it on the air. From 17 hours ago, at B.W. Weber, Brian Weber, quote, 
in advance of my return to the jungle on Friday, through sheer coincidence, sampled Chick-fil-A for the first time in my life tonight. One of the rare fast food products that actually lived up to the hype. B-Web. B-Web. Respectfully, bro. Don't lie to the ex. Do you expect any of your thousands of followers to believe that you have never had Chick-fil-A? Brian, do you expect me to believe that you have never had Chick-fil-A? Right, Brian. And I've never had In-N-Out. Hey, what? Hey, Brian, I got something for you. If you like Chick-fil-A, yeah, I got one that you'll really like. You should mix in a McRib. This McRib thing, you'll love it, bro. Have you heard of that? It's seasonal. I think it's back. You really should sample that McRib thing at that McDonald's place. That will live up to the hype. Believe me. Believe me. Broham, I have another restaurant that you should check out that I don't know if you've ever heard of, but I know you've never been there. Burger King. You should go to BK. You should go to BK, dude. Have you heard of that place? You should check that out. Hey, Brian. Wendy's. Write that down. Wendy's. You'll like that. Check that box. Hey, dude. There's this unbelievable chicken joint that's showing up all over the place that's all the rage KFC do that write that down if you like Chick-fil-A I know you'll like KFC come on man come on man you've never been to a Chick-fil-A B-Web you've never not shot me straight you've never not told me the truth until now come on man come on man Come on, man. Hey, Brian, you know what's more likely to be true? Not that that's the first time you've ever gone to Chick-fil-A, but the only day that you don't go to Chick-fil-A is Sunday because they're closed. And you would if they were open. Come on, man. Stop acting like this is raising canes or something and that you're new to it and don't know it. That is the best. I'm going to have to pin that tweet. That's a Hall of Fame tweet right there. That's a straight-up lie, bro. Brian, you went to, Wait, what are you going to tell me next? You didn't go to Stanford? I know you went to Stanford. I can tell by the way you worded that tweet. You're the best, dude. Enjoy Friday. Thanks for picking me up. Thanks for all you do for the brand. But please stop lying. Brian Weber's never gone to Chick-fil-A. Come on, dude. You know the beauty of that? I guarantee he heard that rant. Unless he was driving to some far-off place to do some game somewhere. But he'll still find out about it. It'll work its way back. Bro, that's an ice-cold take. Because it's a straight-up lie. You've never been to a Chick-fil-A. Why? How is that even possible? Yeah, and I've never eaten in in and out Double-double. Add ketchup. Grilled onions. Yeah, I've never done that. Did they find it? They threw it up. 
CBS Sports Network found it. They threw it up. In advance of my return to the jungle on Friday, through sheer coincidence, sampled. There are no coincidences, first of all. What do you mean sheer coincidence? Like, all of a sudden, the Chick-fil-A jumped right out in front of you? And you found yourself in the drive-thru line? I was driving to the gym to throw some weight around. And where the gym used to be was replaced by a Chick-fil-A. I went to the gym yesterday, and the gym was there. Here's a coincidence, Brian. And this is incredible. I know somebody, no names mentioned. I have a friend who had a house. And he had an enormous plot of land. And incredibly, they moved the house to the back of a property, the property, and they built a much larger house on the same land. They moved the house. They didn't knock down the house and build a new house. They, I don't even know how they did it. Physically, they lifted, and it wasn't a modular home either. It was a house. They moved the house to the back of the property and built a mansion where the first house was. Brian, is that what happened? When you say through sheer coincidence, were you driving to the gym to throw some weights around one day, and did you realize that they moved the gym to another location and dropped a Chick-fil-A there instead? And you're like, well, as long as I'm here, instead of lifting Instead of lifting weights, I think I'll lift McNugs or Chick Nugs. Then it would be a coincidence. Otherwise, there are no coincidences. Quote, one of the rare fast food products that actually lived up to the hype. Now you got me thinking, B-Web. Give me an example of one that did not. What's a fast food product that was ultra hyped that did not live up to the hype in your mind? I don't know, dude. You better hope that Wendy's is not listening. Because I know Wendy's. I've got a relationship with Wendy's. I'll, help, I'll have them pull your black card, dude. For the first time in my life, I sampled Chick-fil-A. The first time in your life or the first time before Wednesday or the first time before noon. To beat the lunch rush. <laughs> you imagine being in the drive through line and knowing that B Webb's at the window? I'm just kidding, Brian. Not really. Now, I, you know, sometimes when you go to like Starbucks and there's always that one jerk who's getting for the whole office, all you want, like, I go into Starbucks. Oh, God, I had such a great moment in Starbucks today. So I got, I, I'm, Webb, you've taken me so far off the beaten path. I so wanted to get into that James Franklin exchange. I can't believe that one tweet totally took me off the tracks. I go into Starbucks today, the same Starbucks I go to every single morning. I order the same exact thing every single day. It's the same price every single day. And I love these gals behind the counter. For some reason, there's no guys that work there in the mornings. The morning shift is only ladies, and I love them all. They're happy. They're smiling. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. They've just opened, and they're always in good moods. It's awesome. I love them. 
And today this gal, I don't want to mention her name. I don't want to give her up. One of them says to me, first of all, one says to me, hey, hey, Jim, can I ask you something? What do you do for a living? Because you're here every single morning at the exact same time. What do you do for a living? And I said, I push a little content. And then the other gal says, here's the amount. And the amount's not what the amount normally is. Like she took three or four bucks off the price. I said, why'd you do that? She goes, because you're one of my favorite customers. And I said to her, I'm like, you guys are so awesome. I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate you guys. It's one thing to say you appreciate somebody. I told them why I appreciate them. I said, I appreciate you gals so much because you're always so happy and you're always in such a good mood every single morning. And she said to me, and you, Jim, are one of my favorite customers. Which brings me back to having gotten stuck in the drive through line with Weber at the window and what a drag that must be. Like sometimes when I go to Starbucks, there's that one a-hole who's got to get for the entire office, who's reading off that page that's longer than a CVS receipt. Okay, I'll have. I'm like, oh, my God. But the one who said that I'm her favorite, she'll spy me, and she knows what I want, and she'll just bring it to me. I'm like, man, I love this place. The guy who orders after Webb's like, all right, oh, my God, finally. All right, I would like a chicken sandwich. I'm sorry, sir. We ran out of chicken sandwiches. Wait a minute. I'm a Chick-fil-A and you have no you have no chicken sandwiches. Uh hello. Weber was in front of you. All right, fine. Fine. Just give me the six-piece nugget thing. Yes, sir. We have no nuggets either. What? What? Give me a kid's meal. Sir, we have no food left. Can, can I get a side of mac and cheese, please? Sir, did you not hear me? We have no food. Can I get a Coke? No, we're out of soda. Can I get a Dixie cup of water, please? Can I have some ice? Sir, we're closed. Sir, we are closed. I'm going to ask that you just drive through. We're, we're closed. Be Webb, I love you, man. You're the best. Brian Weber is here on Friday, and his show will be much better than that terrible, terrible bit that I just did on the fly. Brian Weber is one of the most versatile broadcasters I've ever met in my life. There's nothing that guy can't broadcast. Gymnastics, tennis, basketball, baseball, equestrian, nuggets, from a chicken sandwich to a double whopper. To pizza. All before 9 a.m. I'm afraid to check my inbox right now. Weber's going to be like, hey, yo, bro, bleep you. You, you can, that, that's really funny, Rome. You know, you know it's, it, the, first, the first five minutes of that bit was funny, Rome. You know what's going to be really funnier? When I don't show up on Friday and there's no show. When you and Dodger Jan are doing your thing. That'll be really funny, Rome. Hey, Brian, man, better better to hear it from me than the clones, right? You're the best, dude. Hey, Brian, if I have to make it right, if I have to take my Hall of Fame trophy and give it to you and let you have it and put your name on it, I will do that. You mean that much to me. I will do that. B-Webb, listen to him on Friday. It's going to be an awesome show. 
He can talk junk about me for three hours. I know all you clones do when I'm not here. Why wouldn't the host? Damn, we are off the rails. I, I don't even know how that happened, B-Web. It just happened. I don't know. I just got triggered by that, by that lie. Urgh, that tweet. Really, dude? If, in fact, that is the first time you have ever gone to Chick-fil-A, accept my apology, and listeners unhear everything you just heard, and Alvin er erase the dat. Brian Weber, legend. Follow him on Twitter at B.W. Weber. Good night now!